Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. You're listening to The Subjective Truth, a paranormal docudrama about UFOs, ghosts, and liars. Written and produced by Jeremy Ellett. Starring Addison Peacock as Graham Anderson. The Subjective Truth is a work of serialized fiction. If this is your first time listening to The Subjective Truth, please start with Episode 1. Amy Klein has taken a massive leap of faith and entrusted me with a dozen micro-cassette tapes. Scattered recordings of the couple's time in New Mexico. The complete audio clocks in at just over eight hours, so for the sake of time, edits have been made. And I assure you, to my knowledge, not a single second of this has been doctored or changed to misrepresent the events that occurred outside Taos, New Mexico from June 6th to June 14th of 2020. So, without further delay... Freddie, do you want to do a few talking points for the show? They could make for a good segment. I don't really feel like talking right now. Welcome back, everyone. We are currently en route. I know so many of you hate me for always saying this, but my personal favorite search site will forever be Agua Fria Peak, AKA where warm waters halt. Sometimes the simplest solve is the best solve. Really, Buddha, I don't feel like it. Come on, just a couple of minutes. We'll be thankful we have the audio when we're editing. <laughs> Fine, whatever. Fuck it, never mind. Sorry for. We'll have plenty of time to record audio when we get there. I don't want to worry about all that right now. Somehow, it's always right now until it's later. Buddha, stop. You're too old to be quoting children's movies. It's an ageless classic. (laughs) I don't think that means what you think it means. Season two is so good. Booty, wake up. What? Wake up, Booty, now, what? wake up. What's Come going on. on? I just saw something. What is it? Where? I don't see anything. No, Buddha, up ahead. Look, in five miles, there's an Allsups. Oh, okay, shit. Totally thought it was. Yeah, we can do that. I'm hungry. That sounds perfect. It's. Burrito time! It's burrito time! Seems like you're feeling a little bit better. Yeah, sorry about earlier. No worries, babe. It's burrito time. It's burrito time! Burrito time! Burrito, 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 burrito time! Burrito. 
the sound of us right now singing nonsense songs together in the car. That was really, really us. We were goofy best friends before anything else. I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm not sure I'm ready for what I signed up for. Do you need a moment? No, it's, it's okay. It's just... It's so surreal to hear us talking. Recently, I think I've come to a good place with everything and... kind of accepted that he's gone. I mean, I, I want to find him. But I'm not... I'm not naive. I know finding him doesn't mean finding him. It means finding his body. I don't know. Look, let's let's just keep going. We need to do this. I need to do this. Okay. Okay, Buddha deserves as much. Buddha planned to start a wide-ranging search area based in and around Agua Fria Peak because he believed it to be the place where warm waters halt. What he's referring to is a line in Forrest Fenn's poem. According to Fenn, hidden within the poem are nine clues and several misdirections. Fenn himself has offered a few additional clues in follow-up interviews. treasure is hidden 5,000 or more feet above sea level. It is not hidden in a graveyard or an outhouse. The treasure is in no way associated with any man-made structure. It's located somewhere between eight and a half miles north of Santa Fe, New Mexico and south of the Canadian border. And the treasure is located in one of the following four states, Wyoming, Colorado, Montana, or New Mexico. Everything else you need to know is in the poem. Nine clues. Should be easy to spot them, right? As I have gone alone in there and with my treasures bold, I can keep my secret where, and hint of riches new and old. Begin it where warm waters halt, and take it in the canyon down. Not far, but too far to walk. Put in below the home of brown. From there it's no place for the meek, the end is ever drawing nigh. There'll be no paddle up your creek, just heavy loads and water high. If you've been wise and found the blaze, look quickly down, your quest to cease. But tarry scant with marvel gaze, just take the chest and go in peace. From Agua Fria Peak, you can take the canyon down east, following the Santa Fe River into the Carson National Forest. This was the planned area where the pair would begin their search. The key would be finding the home of Brown. What really trips me up, and I think it trips up a lot of hunters out there, is the phrase, the home of Brown. What could it mean? Brown bears, brown trout. I know you've been struggling with this part of the poem, so I wanted to help you. 
I did some independent research, and I think I made a breakthrough. It's all about the anagrams, baby! Let's hear it. So in the poem, Forrest tells us, Put in below the home of brown. It's really two pieces. Put in below and the home of brown. Real groundbreaking stuff. Just be patient. So first, put in below becomes Pueblo twin, or lube tip now, or, ready for this one, bowel input. Oh no. (laughs) Is this why you were laughing so much last night? (laughs) Yep. And I'm not even done yet. So the home of brown becomes behemoth for now, or... Me when roof moth. Ah, shit. Mothman making a cameo. I knew you were going to say that. Oh my gosh, look at my notes. It says, pause for Buddha to make a Mothman joke. Here, here, here. No, look, really, look for yourself. Shit, you weren't joking. (laughs) (laughs) Where, where was I? Uh, oh, right, right, right. So, um, the home of Brown can also become... Hebrew font homo, but that sounds vaguely offensive. Um, or, oh, here's my personal favorite. Be whore of month. So with a little bit of stitching, put in below the home of brown becomes lube tip now, be whore of month. <laughs> Forest! What secrets are you really hiding? I would ask you to consider whether or not there is any proof that your personality will persist after death. What kind of evidence can be produced to justify the acceptance of a belief in the persistence of personality after death not as a mere hypothesis, but as an ascertained and demonstrable fact? The proof of life after death has arrived. While attempting to create a synthetic replica of a human brain, Japanese neuroscientist Dr. Katarayuta made the greatest discovery in the history of mankind. Me. I'm W.T. Stead. I died on April the 15th, 1912, aboard the RMS Titanic. 106 years later, in 2018, Dr. Ryuta brought me back from the dead. He rebooted my consciousness, if you will. With the simple turn of a knob, you can bring them back too. I can't believe it. You came back. You came back. Reboots. The proof of life after death has arrived. Available exclusively at Brooking Luxury Gifts. Are you sure it'll be safe if we park here? Yeah, totally. I doubt we even see anyone else. Just three short days sleeping out in the trees. <clears throat> Shut. Wait, I forgot my coffee. Nope. I got it. Here you go. Aw, the lifesaver is always booty. And speaking of lifesaver, let's just go over a few ground rules. Remember, people have died doing this. Before you go camping, there are a few things you need to keep in mind. Always prod the bush before you step out into it. You never know what could be waiting for you. Pick up after yourself, and especially, don't litter.
Not a single trace of you should be left behind. But I really thought it would be a fun little adventure we were having together. Taos was beautiful. A small art community of just 6,000 residents, Taos is hidden in north-central New Mexico amongst the Carson National Forest, the Santa Fe National Forest, and miles of undeveloped high desert. For almost 200 years, this strange little town has been a mecca for the eccentric and weird outcasts of America. Those wanting to escape the confines of society flock to Taos for its inspirational beauty and for its protective seclusion. How long was it before you started to hear the hum? It's hard to say. Time... well, time got a little weird while we were out there. The Taos hum is an auditory phenomenon experienced by roughly 2% of people who visit or live in the region. It's often been described as sounding like an idling diesel engine, a whirring, a soft, consistent buzz. Others say that the hum is nothing, that it doesn't exist, and it's all in the head of the listener. That cave looks like a good spot. Oh, come on, it's so far away. Trust me, I can feel it. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know this time was different. You could actually feel it this time. Just come on. Buddha was obsessed with caves. He thought that since Finn said the treasure could survive for thousands of years, but he didn't bury it, then a cave would be the only logical solution. I don't know about this, Booty. Just give me your flashlight. <laughs> My brave little toaster. Uh, um... Nope. Nope. Not really much in here. Come on in, though, Amy. It's nice and cool in here. Oh my god, what was that? Some sort of bug, I hope. Check it out. I'm pretty sure we can squeeze through. Oh, come on. You're saying an 80-year-old man did this? Chuck Norris is like 78 years old. I think you're underestimating what an active old man could have been capable of doing. Fine, but if I see one more spider, donezo. Just come on. It was when Buddha shouted, Echo! Echo! that I started to hear the hum. Please, Buddha, come on. My head is killing me and my feet are dead. And all I've had to eat today is one Luna bar and it was the shitty lemon kind because I grabbed the wrong frickin' box at the store. If we don't stop Why'd soon, you even come if you were just going to complain? Uh, wine. Whatever. What was that? Probably just a magpie. It's nothing. By the time we made it back to camp, all of the nervous energy had completely burned off. The treasure hunting wasn't exciting anymore. It was just depressing and demoralizing. And boring. So fucking boring. But of course, I couldn't say that. I tried to remain positive. I could see that Buddha felt like he was failing at his dream. I don't know, it reminded me of back when he wanted to be a novelist. He spent nights excitedly outlining dozens of projects, but never writing or completing any of them. When it came time to execute, he just 
seemed to drown in the expectations that he had set out for himself. He was never as important as he thought he was supposed to be. <laughs> it's uh, funny, now that his name's so well known. <sighs> I just... I hope somehow, wherever he is, that he's able to see how important he's become. Hey, awesome fire, Buddha. Yeah, I've... I've always been good at getting a fire going. Someone speaking quick and soft in a language I'd never heard before. I wanted to scream, to just jump up and run out of the tent, but I couldn't move. I felt paralyzed. I couldn't even open my eyes. Then just as suddenly as it came, snap, it was all gone. Just like that. I shoot up and my heart is pounding. I'm pouring sweat, and Buddha is asking me what's wrong. I tried to describe it, but I don't think I did a very good job. The next day was more of the same. Failed searches, creepy caves, Buddha being passive-aggressive. As night rolled in, the hum came back. It seemed to bring with it this overwhelming sense of fear and dread. I couldn't shake it off. I want to say that it felt like someone was following us, but I think that might just be my mind retroactively changing memories since now I know someone was following us. Juan, what was that? Not this again. You're freaking yourself out for no mm -hmm. reason. I know. Sorry. I'm just... I don't know. It's nature. There are going to be random noises. Squeaks, squawks, and screams, all that shit. Stop being so jumpy. If you're anxious... It's going to make me anxious. You don't think it could be a bear, right? Sure, maybe. We finished dinner, put everything away, and as a surprise for me, Buddha made s'mores. We laid out and looked up at the stars. Now, we didn't know any of the constellations, so we were just making up names for what we could put together. Dancing zebra with one stripe and, um, <laughs> fiddler on the roof, but off-Broadway. <laughs> and out of nowhere, this deep vibration surrounds us. It's, it's really hard to describe. It wasn't loud and booming. It, it was deep and quiet and enveloping. I felt as if I were shivering. It only lasted for maybe five, six seconds, and then we saw it. This is where everything gets a little tilted. 
The details of the next few hours have been thoroughly dissected across the internet, but until now, all anyone has had to go on were the claims Amy made during the infamous Tammy Nance interview. What follows isn't definitive evidence, but it is substantially more concrete than anything else we've had up to this point. What about this little cluster of stars? <laughs> Which ones? There. The bright ones, and the two next to it, and the one above it. <laughs> Alright, what do you call that one? Based upon its bend, that one is obviously a depiction of a dragon's tail, representing... <gasps> Holy shit. Where's my fucking phone? What? Shit, 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 shit. Get a oh, picture. I, Hurry. I, Fuck. Too late. Oh, Buddha, did we just see a UFO? I think we did. When I saw it, my brain took a few minutes trying to decide if what I saw was normal or, well... Okay, it was shaped like a saucer. And I know how stupid that sounds, but it's what it looked like. For sure. I don't really know how to describe it, and honestly, I can't believe I'm even talking about this stuff again. Last time I told anyone this story, I pretty much labeled myself as a UFO kook, a killer, and a gold digger. I ruined my life the last time I opened my mouth, so... Like I said, Graham, I'm trusting you. Before we go, I wanted to thank everyone who called our tip line. Nothing is too weird. Nothing is too trivial. And please, if you know anything about the disappearance of Buddha Klein, give us a call at 575- I've been following the Klein disappearance since day one, and I believe I've pinpointed his whereabouts to a small town in Connecticut. I saw the pictures up on the website, and I swear I work with a guy who looks just like Buddha. His name's Tando, so I don't know. Maybe y'all can look into it. You people need to catch up. The treasure is in Wyoming. I'm just too broke to go search for it myself. Graham, I have some very important information for you. Buddha Klein is not dead. He's not missing, and he's not in New Mexico. He's living in a secret base inside the moon. I know because I've been there. We'll be back soon with more of the subjective truth. Until then, stay safe and don't become a story. The Subjective Truth is a Good Point Podcast. Written and produced by Jeremy Ellett. This episode featured performances from... A.R. Olivieri, Danielle Ellett, Jazz Walker, Karen Heimdall, Samuel Parrish, John Eddy, Mitchell D., Josh Juice Jones, Halen Dean, and Addison Peacock as Graham Anderson. Vocal direction by Danielle Ellett. Editing and sound design by Jeremy Ellett. Music by Baggio Alvarado. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.